0: From the newsroom of The Washington Post. Hi, this is Vanessa Williams from The Washington Post. I'm
1: hey, it's Philip Rucker
0: at The Washington Post. Do you have a minute? Hi, this is Dan Zack from The Washington Post. This is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Thursday, February 11th. Today, as the impeachment trial continues in the Senate, a split screen of two presidents, watching and deliberately not watching, In order. Today on Capitol Hill, the House impeachment managers are concluding their argument that former President Trump incited the riot on January 6th. My dear colleagues, is there any political leader in this room who believes that if he is ever allowed by the Senate to get back into the Oval Office, Donald Trump would stop inciting violence to get his way? Would you bet the lives of more police officers on that? Would you bet the safety of your family on that? Would you bet the future of your democracy on that? On Friday, Trump's lawyers will present their defense of the former president. And during Trump's first impeachment trial, we basically knew what he was thinking at every moment. Because he was tweeting and retweeting in real time, sharing his reactions dozens of times a day. But this time, things are a little bit different. We talked to Ashley Parker, the White House bureau chief for The Post, to get a sense of what Trump has been up to for the last few weeks and why the people around him say that
2: he's been weirdly chill. In the run up to the impeachment trial, the president, according to friends, advisors and allies, is sort of far calmer than they would expect. Which isn't necessarily to say that he's calm, but, you know, in talking to four separate senior administration officials describing the president in the sort of week or so leading up to the impeachment trial, they all used the word that he was chill or chilling. Hmm.
0: And as the impeachment trial is happening in the Senate, what is former President Donald Trump doing?
2: So he is at his private club in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. He is playing golf. He is having dinner and lunch, oftentimes on the patio, but with a sort of close-knit group of, of people, either family members or sort of political staff that are still on his payroll. And of course, he is very cognizant of this impeachment trial, griping and fuming about the people he believed wronged him, whether that's. Liz Cheney, the congresswoman from Wyoming who voted to impeach him, or House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who was publicly critical of the former president's behavior in his role in the attacks on the Capitol before later kind of backtracking.
0: And is Trump actually watching the trial? And if he is, do we know what he is thinking about it?
2: Yes, Donald Trump is watching the trial. This is someone who, as president, always had TV on in the background, even often during important meetings, always had TV on on Air Force One. And our understanding was that being in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, he was monitoring the trial fairly closely uh, on television. One of the strange things about the fact
0: that Trump is no longer on Twitter is that oftentimes when these live events are unfolding in front of everyone's eyes, we can know very immediately what the president is thinking. And in this case, we don't actually know. What is your sense of his reaction to this or if he's even trying to not say anything about what is happening in the impeachment trial?
2: You're right. It it was surreal Some people would say refreshing, but certainly different to have a second impeachment trial where there is not the the threat or the specter of Donald Trump weighing in on Twitter. But we do have some sense of what he thought, at least of the opening day, which was that he was quite displeased with his lawyer's performance, particularly the lawyer who went first, Bruce Castor. I'll be quite frank with you. We changed what we were going to do on account— that we thought that the House manager's presentation was well done. Bruce Castor showed up wearing a sort of ill-fitting pinstripe suit. So there was some speculation that that's the sort of thing that Donald Trump typically would not like. But what we know for a fact is that he did not like Castor's performance. He was quite unhappy. He did not like how Castor praised the Democratic House impeachment managers for making what Castor said was a pretty compelling case. And Trump had sort of been sold on Castor, partially because if we're being honest, he couldn't really get anyone else to agree to work for him. But also he had this image of Castor And his legal team is sort of swashbuckling lawyers. And that is not what Donald Trump or anyone watching that trial on Tuesday saw. Caster delivered a sort of rambling, meandering, confusing, not particularly compelling performance uh, that was criticized even by Republican senators, criticized quite harshly and and quite publicly. And that, that is very rare to see Republican senators so openly just say, well, Gosh, that defense was horrible.
0: I'm also wondering what the people around Trump are telling him right now or how they're advising him to respond to what's happening in the impeachment trial.
2: Trump's legal team and his advisors generally have been advising him to stay quiet, to do something that he is typically incapable of doing, which is not be the center of attention, and to exhibit a modicum of discipline. Their attitude is that it seems like for whatever reasons, including political reasons, this is headed for an acquittal for the president, that House impeachment managers, no matter how compelling a case they present, are unlikely to be able to get You know the 17 Republican senators required to vote to convict former President Trump, and that the less Trump says, the better, because this is a man who has a penchant for self-sabotage, who anything they say they fear could further hurt his case or could, you know, make Republicans less sympathetic to vote to acquit him. And in certain ways, they are aided, not necessarily, as one explained it to me, by a newfound discipline Donald Trump is exhibiting, but by the fact that Twitter and other social media companies has banned him from their platforms. So to be clear, no one is silencing Donald Trump. He's a former president. He's hardly censored. He could hold a press conference. He could put out a statement, which he has done from time to time. He could call into Sean Hannity's show on Fox News probably just about every night and Fox and Friends every morning. And that network would welcome having him on. But there is a higher bar for Donald Trump to weigh in than firing off what is often an an ill-advised Twitter missive. You know, part of me
0: is hearing all of this and thinking, like, why do I even care what Donald Trump thinks about this this impeachment trial. He is no longer president. We spent the last four years like living essentially inside of his head, and now we don't need to do that anymore. But I wonder what you think is important about understanding his response to this trial in terms of what we could see from him in the future.
2: What he thinks is important for two reasons, obviously central to this case of whether he is responsible for inciting an insurrection against the Capitol is what Donald Trump not just did that day on January 6th, but but what he thinks, what was his goal for, you know, several weeks spreading the false and baseless claims that the election was stolen? What did he mean when he urged his supporters to fight, when he tweeted out that his vice president was being a coward by certifying the election results? So on the one hand, anything he says that gets at his state of mind and his goals leading up to January 6th could actually become new evidence uh, and newly relevant in the impeachment trial. And then secondly, the, the bigger question is, what is Donald Trump's hold on the Republican Party and what real power does he still wield? We don't entirely know the answer to that. And with that power that he does still wield, how does he plan to use it? We don't know. Ashley
0: Parker is the White House bureau chief for The Post. As for the current president, people also want to know if he is watching the trial.
1: Did you see the video yesterday during the impeachment trial, and what was your reaction, Mr. President? Thank you.
2: I told you what I'm, I'm focused on, my job, is to deal with the promises I made, and we all know we have to move on. Today, it's about jobs and infrastructure. Um, I, like other Americans, watched uh, uh, the news. I didn't watch any of the hearing live because I was going straight through last night till a little after nine. But I watched some this morning. I think the Senate has a a very uh, important job to complete, and I think uh, my guess is some minds may have been changed, but I don't know.
1: He is doing really everything he can to show a lack of interest in the impeachment trial uh, and instead really focusing on what the new White House sees as its main priorities of the coronavirus response and economic response. In other words, he's trying to look busy being president. Anne Geeran is a White House reporter for The Post. The White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, has been asked a version of this question or several of these questions at every briefing uh,
2: for about a week now. His view is that his role is, should be currently focused on addressing the needs of the American people, putting people back to work, addressing the pandemic.
1: I asked her the other day whether he would be getting regular updates from Chuck Schumer, for example, or uh, maybe from someone on the White House staff. And she said no to both. His conversations with Chuck Schumer would be about the stimulus package. She didn't expect him to be getting regular updates from White House staff either. And why do you
0: think it is that President Biden is both not really paying attention to the trial, if you believe him, but also being very careful about messaging that he is not paying attention to the trial?
1: I I mean, I think there are are two things happening here. One is... He and the people around him feel very strongly that he was elected to be not Trump. And the country voted to turn the page on former President Trump. And every moment that Joe Biden spends saying that Donald Trump is a bad person is a moment that he's not spending showing value as president. The other thing is that President Biden really has a very limited amount of time to get his feet under him and make a difference on the coronavirus response. They know that they've got, you know, really a matter of weeks to make a big change in the way that the vaccine is being rolled out and delivered to people, or that will be a failure. It was starting to be a failure when he took office, and unless he turns it around, it'll be his failure. So they really feel that this is a distraction, not one that they could prevent, but, you know, one that many people around Biden devoutly wish was not happening, not because they think that Donald Trump doesn't deserve to be held to account. They do, but because all the oxygen that is going to holding Trump to account is not being devoted to getting either money in people's pockets or shots in people's arms. And in terms of this fear
0: that the impeachment trial is distracting from coronavirus relief and a lot of things that could or arguably should be happening in Congress right now, do you think that that is like coming to pass that that the trial is in fact distracting lawmakers from making any significant actions on on those issues?
1: Well, I mean, I think you really only have to look at the amount of time that lawmakers are spending being part of a trial and not passing legislation from the Biden White House perspective, you know, they're trying to get traction on the stimulus package. And I mean, they're talking about that every day and they're making calls to Senate offices about that every day. Uh, You've got senators sitting in what amounts for this week to, to a courtroom for most of the day. I don't know how much more brain space and time in the day they've really got to make progress on Biden's agenda.
0: I'm also wondering if President Biden has really painted himself as being able to be the kind of moral voice of the nation. And this is a pretty critical moment in thinking about what the political future of our country is going to look like. I wonder if there is any cost to Biden not commenting on the trial and not really being present or public about his feelings about what's happening.
1: That is an open question. And and uh, reporters have tried a version of your question uh, uh, to Jen Psaki. You know, doesn't the president have a, a role to play here? This is a moment of national reckoning. Doesn't the new president have a voice here? Doesn't he have got, have, a, have a reason to say, it, at the very least, something healing to the country? Different versions of, of that have been put to Jen. And her answer I, I, is different versions of this. Joe Biden made very clear what he thinks of Donald Trump during the campaign. He won. He won because he's not that guy. And the country wanted something different. We're giving them something different. And we're trying to show value in that difference. And I wonder
0: if when we look at how Biden has been navigating the past week, that obviously a lot of his decision making is based on trying to get coronavirus stimulus passed, to focus on the issues that he think matter most to Americans who are struggling right now. I also wonder how much of this is really just a reflection of Biden's personality and who he is and how
1: he kind of looks at the world and his job. Well, that's interesting because a huge part of his personality is being the Senate man, I mean, that's that's where his political career was formed. That that is who he is. Uh, he's a, a legislator, a deal maker, a compromiser. Uh, he sees himself as someone who who wants to pass legislation and wants to talk to Republicans to pass that legislation because you can't get it meaningfully done without them. That is a worldview and a Washington view fully baked in decades in the Senate. And now, you know, here you have the Senate as the center of political gravity, and he's not there, and and he's not a voice in this conversation. He's the extra voice on the outside. I would imagine that must be rather frustrating for him.
0: Anne is a White House reporter for The Post. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. If you want to know the latest about the ongoing impeachment trial, you should check out another podcast here at The Post, The Daily 202's Big Idea. It is a quick, smart, newsy morning briefing, and this week they are covering the latest developments and insights from the trial that you may have missed from the night before. Subscribe to The Daily 202 on your podcast app or find a link in today's Post Reports show notes. I'm Martine Powers. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post.